0: You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Today, I'm excited to be chatting with Emily May and Sedoni Moore from The Nonsense Maker. The Nonsense Maker is inspired by artist Emily's imaginative adventuring alter ego along with Melbourne's many hidden secrets. Starting in 2016, the pair set out to bring a little more nonsense to the world one illustration at a time. Since then, the brand has grown into a playful, fun and whimsical collection of Australian-made greeting cards, wall art prints and stationery. Today, we're talking about how they went from Emily drawing for fun to both Emily and Sid quitting their jobs to work in the business full time. So welcome both of you, Emily and Sid. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you for having us. I'm super excited to chat to you both today and I'm sure there's a lot of other artists listening today as well. So when did you first realise, Emily, that you could use your art to make products to sell? Like exact moment. I think it happened very
1: gradually. I had been living overseas and I was drawing a lot and creating a lot just for fun as I worked as a waitress in a cafe. And I think I, I got home and I was still very young. I was like 22 And probably very naive and I thought okay I'm going to go back to uni and support myself during uni I'll just like make a business and sell stuff and that's easy (laughs) which yeah why not you know why not (laughs) so I started I I even started sewing at the start because we had met at a fashion design course so that was how Sid and I met so I was doing all sorts of stuff but I, I just got really into illustrating and research how to make prints and you know, set up a, was an Etsy shop at the time that it didn't stay on Etsy for very long. But yeah, and then I, I, Sid was studying business and I was just constantly asking for her help with everything. (laughs) (laughs) Sid did all, even at the start, she wasn't part of anything yet. It wasn't even anything yet, uh, but she was helping me price things. Just being a good friend. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it just started, I think, selling at markets for fun and not really Expecting much for it from it, but the more it kind of grew, I think you start to learn what can or can't sell, what works, what doesn't work, and explored over time. But it wasn't a really a set out plan at the start or anything. Yeah, yeah, just uh, went into it.
0: And what about behind the name? Just to describe to people who aren't looking at your website right now, maybe they're driving and they can't just go and look it up. What is your style? Um, Well, so
1: we're the nonsense maker um, and I think it's just a world of whimsy is the the main idea behind it. Just creating, you know, things that come directly from your imagination and, you know, having fun with an imaginative world.
0: I love that. Your alter ego. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So, Emily, you're the artist and Sid, the website says that your role is everything else. (laughs) So what does that entail?
2: Yeah, it's everything. Like, so accounts, I do the wholesale stockers, I I, sometimes I spend my weekends like painting or making
1: displays. I help her with that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, but. So Emily's style is so detailed. I honestly, don't a lot of artists do it all themselves, and I don't know how to be honest. Like it's a full time job for me just doing all the accounts, and I love a good Excel spreadsheet, so that's handy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and just analysing everything too, how things work, and I think you you bring an objective view to everything. I think I can draw something and. Sid will be like oh but you could that could be a card and I'm like how could that possibly be a card it's a print and she's like well it could be both you know like she's objective sometimes when I draw yeah. I'm very like this is this like yeah that know, happens um, a lot this actually a lot. Lot. She'd be like, this this is a, a wedding card and I'm like oh well
2: maybe it could be a birthday card or maybe it could be an anniversary no it's a wedding, <laughs>
0: it's, a wedding. <laughs> no.
1: it's a wedding card she's like, there's just a love heart couldn't that be valentine's day I'm like oh I don't know. I, I guess. And then that's what it gets sold for, of course, you know.
0: <laughs> I love that you've got sort of two different hats on. So you've got the creative side, and then you've got that business and strategic side. So you kind of a match made in heaven, really, because as you say, a lot of artists do it themselves, and what they love is. Like drawing, not Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. Exactly. So, because that tends to be two different personalities. Yeah. Um, I can't draw to save myself, but give me a spreadsheet and I'm happy. Yes. So, <laughs> I can totally understand how the two of you sort of balance each other out. I think a
1: lot of artists underestimate how hard the running the business side of things is. That really the drawings are like, you know, they're the main part, but in the day to day life, they're kind of a small part sometimes. Yeah. Yeah a
0: lot it's of business. all the work that goes behind it yeah that's why every business needs a seed <laughs> I love that every business needs a seed so if you're if you're out there you can find your own I don't think Emily's giving up this one <laughs> no way so you mentioned wholesalers do you guys have a lot of wholesalers we
2: do they it sort of fluctuates so We've got about a hundred and twenty at the moment. It was a bit more before COVID and I'd say most people listening would say that's a lot. Yes. <laughs> no, it is. It is. We had we were closer to 150 before COVID and everything, but went down yep. and now we're sort of started building it back up again. And that's just sort of the nature of like the stores. Pandemic. <laughs> well, yeah, but also stores they come and go and also they change their product offering as well we can't expect to be in a store for 10 years you know they're going to get sick of having those products oh there's quite a
1: few that we have though oh yeah Yeah. we've definitely got the longest stockers we have
2: um, she's actually our first one. It's
0: um Lily and Dot in Hobart. So she's actually a local to where I am. Oh, really? Kentinka, yeah. yeah. So shout out to Kentinka. Oh, and that's <laughs> where my friend bought my birthday card the other day. Oh, and I awesome. opened my birthday card and I was like reckon I'm like, oh, this looks familiar. And I looked on the back and it was the nonsense maker. Yeah. I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I know where you've been shopping.
2: Yeah. So she's been with us, yes, yeah, six
0: years
1: or something, maybe. Oh. She's been with us. Mm since we first started wholesale, so
0: it's really cool. (laughs) She's got a really fun collection of products in her store. Anyone down in Hobart to definitely go and check it out. So how do you go about finding these wholesalers? You said that uh, Katinka found you at a market? Yeah. um, Do you find most people find you or are you approaching them? Probably. I would like to say it's 50-50.
2: That's sort of my job is to approach them, but things get busy and sometimes that doesn't go according to plan. But, um, yeah, so we do trade shows twice a year, once a year, which is like a big, there's one in Sydney in February and one in Melbourne in August. So that's where we have a big stall and um, stores come there to find things to stock in their store. So we meet a lot of them through there, probably most of them. And then they will probably maybe like 30% find us like they through find our website online probably our retail website
1: social media
2: yeah social media yeah. yeah word of mouth is really important
1: and Sid's been sending out sample packs as well so that's oh amazing with like sure research stores that you think fit and approach them and then we send a little pack so they can see like the good quality of the cards and
0: I guess that's a really great yeah. advantage of Being at that price point, you know, there's a lot of people going into Mm -hmm. fashion wholesale that can't just, you know, send out a free dress and go, here, have a look at the samples. But you can send out the cards and it's a really nice way to put the product in front of the person that's making that decision. Yes, and having something
2: physical that's on their desk with got a picture of us in there and a little description of who we are and at the back there's a little um, discount code if they want to start stocking us for the first time. Yeah, so just having like a physical thing to look at I think is a reminder and sharing that story yeah Email's so easy to ignore
0: you know putting your face on there would make it harder for people to ignore as well because generally like you say an email is so easy to delete there's no sort of human element to that but one getting them something physical it's it's harder to just throw that in the bin. And two, then putting your face to it, they then know instantly who sent it and that makes it just that little bit harder to throw away or ignore. Yeah, and I think it highlights that we're a
1: small business too. You know, we're not just some big homer company or something. We're two people running a business. So it's nice to remind stockists of that as well, that they're a small business and we're a small business so we understand their position.
0: Have you used any of the online platforms to find wholesalers? Um, like Indirectory? Yeah, we have. Uh, Indirectory, we've actually gotten a couple
2: through there Um and also tra- Trader. Yeah, okay. we've been calling it Trader all this time and then the other day someone <laughs> mentioned to us that they're on Trader. I'm
0: like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that makes <laughs> sense. I do that all the time actually. <laughs> um Yeah, so they're,
2: they sort of just, they don't cost anything to be on and they just sort of sit there in the background and every now and then a store will find us through there and it's like a nice little surprise it's they're not the best like they're good but um, they wouldn't wouldn't be your only yeah I wouldn't invest all your attention into that
1: (laughs)
0: additional method
1: yeah Yeah. okay but it's good as complimentary
0: yeah yeah for sure especially if you're just getting started out and you're not really sure where to look um they can be a, a great one
2: InDirectory, like we've had stores that like we ha- have a store that joined us um, at the last trade show just last month and she matched with us on indirectory like over a year ago so I think it's that just having your brand name in front of people and just that brand recognition that when they do see you um Another in the touch point yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they they're like oh yeah I've heard of you I recognize you there's a bit more trust there
1: you've already built trust mm,
0: definitely. So how did things get affected when COVID hit? Like how important did your online store become then?
1: Well, we used to do a weekend market every weekend. And before COVID, that was our, like, I don't know, would you say half our income, Sid? Like, it was pretty massive.
0: Like, Wow. So, that was a big bread and butter part of the business.
1: Yeah. A half or a third, like, decent, you know. And so, that got shut down completely, which was, like, quite panicky at
0: the time. And I'm assuming a lot of your wholesalers would have had to close as well.
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely. So, it, like, I the first month, I think it was, like, April or something, March, April, we got, like, no wholesale orders for, like, three weeks or something or four weeks. And Then the markets were just, they were, even before they officially shut down, they were dead for a while. So it was a bit of a panic and we had not looked at our online store at all. It just, it existed, but just in case someone saw us at a market and wanted to buy the next day, it didn't have any purpose other than that. It hadn't been, we didn't know anything about analytics or anything about we sort of had a
2: go at facebook advertising and it was pretty disastrous we just didn't know what we were doing we just
1: kept making all these random ads and
0: just kind of throwing money at the wall hoping something
1: sticks yeah yeah so it, it really it made us look at our website for the first time and and be like oh this is like this online thing the internet is pretty big. <laughs> Maybe we should, we <laughs> should give that a try. That. <laughs> um, so in a way it was a blessing because I think we knew that we needed to address our online store, but there's never time, you know, I mean, there is, but you, you always, you don't want to. So when you don't want to do something, this it wasn't a
0: priority while everything else was going well. Yeah, exactly.
1: If you don't need it, you won't kind of find the time. So we had all this time where at the start, we weren't even allowed to do production because we produce everything in-house. So we were completely shut down for a while so it was the only thing we kind of were able to do for a little while which was kind of forced your attention Yes, yes yeah so it was a good way to kind of transition over so fast forward two years how important is your online store now well now we're not doing the markets at all we do a few big ones a year but it's now that's instead of doing in-person markets every weekend we're doing the same but online which is
0: awesome. Got your weekend, <laughs> got a bag, which is really cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's amazing. Oh, that must take so much sort of pressure off more family time, things like that. And then to still get those sales coming through. Yeah. And it's something that's growing still. Like we
1: still really feel like we're at the start of just learning. And now that we've learned how to, thanks to Unstoppable, uh, <laughs> learn how to Keep track of all the analytics. I think we're constantly questioning how the you know oh like we did that there why did we do that like what's we've just changed a a sale that we've had always like a bundle deal that we're like oh we never really thought about why we did it that way is there an easier way you know so constantly analyzing how everything works and how user friendly it is. Uh,
0: I got a um, great quote off Jody the other day and it was. Good data leads to good decisions. Yes. And I like I that. Like that. <laughs> I told her I was going to steal it. Now I officially have. <laughs> factored into our decisions very much previously.
2: We're just sort of going with the flow and making it up and
0: being like, oh, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> so now that you are sort of tracking and measuring everything, what is it that really moves the needle for you guys? Sort of what makes the most impact?
2: Email marketing has oh, yeah. been a big one, especially so... Um, We've recently been able to, I used to have a part-time job, but so now I'm full-time as well, which has been a great success. Yeah. So that's kind of my job is the email side of things. And now I've actually got time to do it and we've got Clavio and everything and it's all automated and it's pretty amazing. Like just to see a direct revenue for us, I think that you send out an email and we'll always probably get... I don't know, two or three orders, like straight away. And you're like, oh, that's actually a really effective um, marketing <laughs> tool that we've just never really done. We've tried a little bit, but never really had the time, and you know, didn't yep. realize how valuable neglected. it actually it's is. Always neglected, yes, exactly.
0: Poor old
1: email. But we've kind of tried a bit of everything too. We've been doing like a SEO campaign with a like an agency helped us set that up so yep. that we can be found on Google. And then we've been doing the Facebook advertising as well. And the Facebook advertising, I think, brings a lot of the traffic. We haven't, like, yep. fully, fi- like, we haven't, we don't feel like we've perfected our campaign yet. So it's still something that's, like, getting constantly tweaked. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely pulling the traffic there.
0: And then also. I think the fact that you know that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because so many people just think of it as this thing that's set and forget. And, oh, that's the only results I'm going to get. Whereas you know that you can go back and tweak things and you can change all sorts of things to actually improve that. Yeah.
1: And also, we, um, it was one of the things you recommended in the course, but doing a social content plan.
0: Yeah, batch day. Yep.
1: Batch day. <laughs> Batch
0: day. I had one of those on Friday. I got my hair yeah. on and everything.
1: <laughs> it's been really great because I always did the social media and I was, I'm very sporadic. Like it's how I work. It's like, you know, one day I do five posts the next day, like next week, zero. And just kind of posting constantly every day, I think has made a really big difference. Just consistency yeah, is so important, yeah.
0: not just for your followers, but also the algorithms love consistency. Yeah just reminding people you
1: exist, not disappearing for two
0: months. And then you're like, why did no one (laughs) order it?
1: Like, oh, they didn't see anything from your brand for two months.
2: Oh, sorry. I was going to say, like, when you sit down and actually see it written, like planned out, you can really see that, like, the product offering, like making it, varied a little bit like I had um Emily posted a picture of an art print and then my partner's sister was like oh I didn't even realize you did art prints and I was like oh because that was a lot our of our thing. social media is greeting <laughs> cards um yeah. and we just hadn't really noticed that it was very skewed that way because they're easy to take a photo they're topical yeah. like <laughs>
0: So that's really important that you, when you do look at it as a holistic thing and like with strategy behind it, you can kind of go, oh, well, actually, we need to mix in a little bit more of this product type, or we need to put in a bit more behind the scenes. I noticed you'd done a um, video of one of your drawings. You did say that was a little bit tricky. Um, (laughs) I saw a light advertised the other day that would be perfect for you. It's like a little light and camera stand that goes up and above for when you are drawing and things. (laughs)
1: I struggle with filming myself. It's hard when you film yourself drawing because normally when I draw, the page does not stay in a perfect straight position. You know, it gets moved all over the place and different angles. Like there's some angles you can't really. I don't know. You you know, you can curve one way but not the other as easily. So it's it's kind of hard to do those. So
0: I think that would be kind of cool on a video, though. Like just show just how many times the piece of paper moves (laughs) (laughs) one drawing. Yeah, (laughs) I should try that next time. Yeah. But I, I love that you've got all that content going out there all the time. And it really is, you know, people buy from people. We say that all the time. Um, but you've got this story behind your brand, and you've got that character.
1: We really liked the discover element in your, that you um, highlighted in your social content. Cause we were all, all dream before.
0: I think, yeah. we I think that's a common thing that probably people do, but So for people that are not sure what we're talking about, we teach three content pillars. So we've got discover, dream and do. And discover is all about those people that are discovering you for the first time. So it's bringing them into your brand and your brand story and sort of the people behind the business. And then that dream content is when you really want people to start thinking about, you know, your product in their lives and uh, dreaming about owning it. And then do is when they take action and go through and buy it. So quite often people are heavily focused on that dream and do, and they kind of forget that some people are discovering you for the first time. So I'm glad you've sort of started to put some more of that content in too.
1: Yeah, that's been really good. You don't always think about the fact that
0: people want to see behind the scenes, That that content usually does the best, really. Definitely. Yeah. Faces. I'm always having these conversations with people. So if it's all you take away from today's, just put yourself out there and put yourself on the brand and just showing yourself and whoever's behind the business and what goes on behind the scenes people love that stuff because they feel like they're special and they're getting let in on something that not everyone sees so it really makes them feel like they're part of the community
2: we're lucky because we are two friends and we do have a lot of fun (laughs) in the office so there's a lot of content worthy things happening
0: (laughs) yes and that's on brand for you any kind of fun whimsical you know adventures are all on brand (laughs) definitely
1: yeah. And people don't always realize that you're actually a small business. You know, I think they see your social, because you try to make it as good as possible, your social media and your yep. website. It, it's nice to remind people that, you know, people like to shop from small businesses and it, be part of a community. So it's nice to show them that that's what you are.
0: I think that's one thing that's really um, come about, not just from COVID, but over the last few years, people do want to support those small businesses. And gone are the days where, you know, people used to teach people how to look bigger, you know, have lots of emails, make it look like there's an accounts person and there's this person and that person. Try and make your store look really corporate. And people don't want that. They don't want to shop from, you know, the big guys. They want to support the little small business that's taking that money home to feed the family. And yeah, actually showing that on social and being okay to show that behind the scenes that maybe you're like working out at the garage or you know your first <laughs> office or something that's okay amazon started in a garage you know <laughs> we we'll yes. start, but um, probably not quite amazon <laughs> yeah.
2: i don't think we want to be amazon today. no no <laughs> no i don't
0: think so You'd have to probably have, yeah, a couple more than two then, but <laughs> probably another. Um, you've certainly come a long way from sort of when you started to where you are today. So it's exciting. And, you know, hardly touched on the fact that uh, you both quit your jobs and now work <laughs> in the Nonsense Maker full time. So that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank
1: you. It's really nice, actually. We're very lucky. We have a very nice job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Not luck though. It was hard work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. in the back end going, oh, hang on, that wasn't luck. I did a lot of stuff for that. I'm like, I just drew a <laughs> picture and the next minute
1: we had a business. <laughs>
2: I was going to say as well, you don't sort of realise the added stress of swapping between two jobs. So I would had like an admin job at a factory Mm. and they were really, really good to me. I worked for them for years. But just the change of mindset going from that job and then coming in here and having to completely reset. Sometimes like I would do a morning shift there and afternoon shift here. And when I was like all of a sudden could just focus on just one avenue oh so much better (laughs) so
1: much more productive yeah so much more productive it's
0: kind of that whole mindset behind batching that if you sit and do the one kind of task for a while you know your head will really get into it and you'll be able to focus on just that so it would have been really hard switching between the two yeah definitely Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now we do have, uh, we're opening doors for the first time this year to Ecom Igniter next month. For anyone that's listening that might be thinking about doing it, what would you, what would you say to them? I would highly recommend it. (laughs) I
1: think it's just really like, it was funny. The first part of it, there were so many things that seemed so obvious that we had never thought about. Just so you're like, oh, of course, though. Like, yes, that makes perfect sense. And it, it just made us look at our online website in a completely new way. It really, like, you know, it goes through so many different portals. And I think you really build up. And it's so good that you do so much before you even get to the Facebook ads because we just signed up for the Facebook ads, but we didn't really realize that <laughs> we needed everything else. Gotcha. Yeah, like we <laughs> yeah. actually needed to reevaluate our whole website and that was really great that it it made us do that.
0: We have the Facebook ad module as one of the very last modules and you wouldn't believe the amount of people that email and say, "Can you just unlock that one? All I want is the Facebook ads." And it's very strategic that you have to get all of the other ducks lined up in a row before you can get to the Facebook ads because there's no point sending all that traffic to a website that's not going to convert or if your messaging is not right or if you haven't got the follow-up emails in place. So it's really nice to hear you say that because so many people are trying to race ahead to the Facebook that actually going through all the other modules was helpful. Yeah, definitely.
2: And also I think the like online community, like the Mm. Facebook group where if we have questions, we can go and ask and that was super helpful. And you were also very helpful, Karen. If we had a question, you always do your best to uh, sort of do a little bit of behind the scenes research and see if you could help us out.
1: Yeah, the response rate for the Facebook group was amazing.
0: (laughs) So good. good. (laughs) Well, it's getting even better. We've got another mentor coming in soon. So we have a team of mentors now. It's not just me, which is nice. And there's people with different sort of experience. We've got a Facebook ad person. We've got a strategy person. uh, And then we've got like a website optimization specialist. So it is nice to sort of have. Yeah, not me running behind the scenes trying to answer something that might not be my specialty. Uh, It's nice to have sort of those other people in there that can firsthand knowledge tell you sort of where to go. So I'm excited for that as well. And thank you so much for joining me today. These are my favorite kind of episodes where I get to hear your amazing stories and how a business sort of came to be from drawing and then deciding to kind of try and get yourself through uni to A business where two of you are working in there full time is just an amazing thing and I look forward to seeing you growing even more. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Enrollments are opening soon for the 2022 intake of Ecom Igniter. If you're looking to sell more on your online store, be sure to join the waitlist at unstoppableecom.com forward slash waitlist.